What's cracking? Big dogs. Welcome, bike, to the channel. Welcome, bike, to the headquarters. My name is Nicholas, and we are bike with Q and Assault Saturday, where y'all can uh, assault me with any questions you may have for Week Twelve of fantasy football. You can hit me with dynasty questions. You can hit me with margarita-related questions. You can hit me with any questions that you may have in your life that you think my answer could possibly be of value to y'all. We missed last week because I was uh, on a little trip upstate New York to get my mind cleared and my mind corrected and my mind rights for some big future plans we have for the, for the brand, for the BDGE brand. I just finished up a vlog. It's about 45 minutes long. I'm going to export it and upload it right after this. So y'all can uh, so y'all can hear more about what our plans are for the new year. And they're big, and they're bad, and they're fun, and they're fucking exhilarating, baby. Just like Q and Saul. How we doing, everybody? Isaiah Bay, you the goat. Fade the fetal, representing strong in here. That's facts, Koenig. Isaiah Koenig, myself. That's like fucking twenty-two percent of the whole damn league. What up, Adam? Sutton, Van Jefferson, Higgins, half PPR. We are starting heavy. We are starting hot. We are starting strong. All right, so we break down each player. Cortland Sutton's obviously been struggling since uh, Jerry Judy has made his return. Cortland Sutton right now is the wide receiver 32 for me. Van Jefferson's a little bit further down all the way at wide receiver 42 for me. And T. Higgins. I have him up at wide receiver 23. They just ruled Joe Hayden out, which is an upgrade for all the cornerbacks involved. Uh, Higgins had a bad week last week, but like realistically, he had been really good prior to that. Um, I'm still pretty high on T. Higgins as like a great playmaker. I'm still high on T. Higgins as a good rest of year starter. So I'm going to lean with T. Higgins. I, I'm really curious to see how the Rams wide receiver group splits out now that uh, – Odell has had a couple weeks to learn the playbook and he'll be able to stay on the field for, you know, 50, 60, 70% of the snaps. So I'm a little bit hesitant to start a guy like Van Jefferson. Um, I, I would probably roll back with Higgins there, man. I'm not going to dive too deep into the fact that he had a bad game last week or, you know, whenever. He didn't play last time he played a couple weeks ago before their bye. So I, I'm going to go back to Higgins. Thoughts on A.J. Dillon? Uh, I mean, we're obviously going to have to hear about Aaron Jones and whether or not he's playing. I think Dillon has carved out a role for himself regardless. I think him in... Mark Ingram are like kind of in similar spots where even if their starter is biking healthy on the field, we are going to be seeing him get, you know, the 10 to 12, maybe even more touches. And Aaron Jones, uh, he won't be fully healthy if he does return. He did get three limited practices in a row, so there's a very strong chance that he plays. There's a strong chance that he doesn't play 50-50 pretty much. Uh, listen, if, if Aaron Jones is not out there, you have, you start Dylan, of course. If Aaron Jones is out there, I still have Dylan as like a top 20 guy because I think there's no way they're giving – Aaron Jones, 20 touches in his first week back. They got the bye next week, so we'll see. Um, Dylan, I think, is a pretty good play regardless of whether or not Jones plays. D. Breezy, pick one. James Robinson, Ramondre Hilliard. Uh, easy James Robinson for me. Tua, Mac Jones, or Wentz. Not looking for ceiling, just safest play. Interesting. Um, I believe I have Wentz at quarterback like 14 or 15, and Jones down at 18, Tua down at 19. So I like uh, I like Wentz the most here. Obviously, he hasn't really put up numbers the last few weeks because Jonathan Taylor's done everything, put once on his bike and carried him up the fucking mountain like Madame Zeroni over here. But they're playing against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, tough run defense. 
definitely a defense you could throw the ball on. So I expect a bigger game out of Carson Wentz here. I like Wentz there. Would you start Van Jefferson over Rashad? I still think Van has the edge on OBJ, and the Browns' corners are pretty solid. Yeah, so I guess it, it kind of depends on what Hollywood is doing here. Um, I believe I have Rashad ranked above Van. I, th- I think I have Rashad as like wide receiver 35, 36 in that range, and then Van Jefferson at 42. But I wouldn't blame you. Um, Green Bay's defense has actually been a lot better than people realize, even without Jair Alexander. So... Tough matchup for Van. I'm still, like I said, I, w- I wouldn't be mad at you starting Van over uh, over Rashad. I, I know they're like probably six or seven spots away from each other in the rankings, but I think they're probably uh, in the same tier around there. So personally, I, I probably still run with Rashad there, but like Van's right there, man. Pick one PPR, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Gibson, Jeff Wilson. Uh, pretty strong options. I would probably steer away from the New England running back group because the one you want to play in PPR is obviously Stevenson, but with Harris back, like that muddies everything. Uh, Gibson and Wilson are both strong plays. I would go with Wilson. If uh, if Elijah Mitchell is out again this weekend, I would play Wilson. Love the amount of touches he got. Just think it's a strong backfield that you want parts of. And uh, if not Wilson, if Elijah Mitchell plays, then I would probably steer towards Antonio Gibson in that sense. Should I play Rashad Bateman and drop Van Jefferson for Pat Firemuth? I don't have a backup tight end with Waller hurt now. Um, That's probably the move I would make. Again, if you're going to play Van Jefferson this week, though, I think I think both of them are like in the same range of dropability, startability. Like they're in the same tier. So if you personally like Van Jefferson more, like I'm not gonna be able to predict who has more fucking points out of those two this week. Um, I'm okay starting or dropping either one of them. Personally, I probably like Bateman a little bit more than Van Jefferson. So yeah, uh, I mean, you obviously need a back, uh, you need a tight end with Waller being hurt. So Pat Fire was a really good option if he's still on your waiver wire. I also have Darrell Williams on my bench. We still want to hold on to him. Okay, interesting. Um, dude, honestly... I Darrell Williams is probably droppable. I get what you're saying. Like you want to hold on to him because um, obviously Clyde can get hurt again and he would take that rollback. But they, they have a bye this week. So he's tough to like hold on to. Clyde's going to be a hundred percent healthy by the time they come back from the bye. So like if Van and, and Bateman are going to be guys that are getting into your starting lineups, I'm not sure that like Darrell Williams is the is the hold there, man. I'm not sure that you really have the luxury of just like stuffing your bench with those kind of players. Honestly, I'd rather hold like a really strong defense on my bench over a Darrell Williams. Like look ahead and see who's playing against the Jets or whatever. Pick them up a week early rather than holding them over Darrell Williams, you know? James, if Mitchell is out, should I play Wilson or what? Oh, he's easily Wilson for me. Easily Wilson for me. The Titans group, like, one, who knows if anyone has a good game in that fucking receiving group. It could be eight throws to Dontre Hilliard. It could be six throws to Anthony Fersk, sir. Um, who knows if anyone has a good game. And if someone does have a good game, it's not necessarily going to be him. Like, it could be fucking anyone at this point. She. I got Eckler, Aaron Jones, Javante, and Devonta Freeman at running back. Uh, Okay, that's a Yeah, I mean, like, listen, Darrell Williams doesn't get back into your lineup unless Clyde gets hurt. So I think what I said kind of like hold steady. It's, you know, if I think Darrell Williams is more of a luxury to you at this point. Doesn't mean you can't hold on to him, but my beard look fucking weird here. You guys see that? Like it, it looks like it's like 
got a curve going here and I got to figure that shit out. I don't know what that is. I got like a half pipe going on in my beard here. Be like a kickflip off that bitch. Pick one half PPR super flag stuffing, green bean casserole, mashed potatoes, or mac and cheese. Uh, well, you're going to get green bean casserole all the way the fuck out of here. Mashed potatoes also wildly over. Uh, give me sweet potatoes in every form, French fries, regular, like everything over mashed potatoes. Those can also leave the dinner table. Stuffing and that. Okay. So personally, like stuffing is the number one. It's the 101. It's the 101 as well as the 102 and three. I'll eat. I'll eat my, my entire plate could be like just stuffing. Like you can, I have turkey. Turkey honestly fucking stinks. It's like the worst meat of all meats. I can name 10 meats off the top of my head that I would rather eat than turkey, you know? Ham, chicken, steak, beef, pork, ribs, seven different types of steak. I'd, I'd rather eat like beyond meat than turkey. Veg, v- vegan. Like get turkey so fucking far off my plate and fill it all the way up with stuff. Mac and cheese is nice, but I'm not like a huge cheesy guy. Like if you can make mac and cheese, you know what? Some restaurants around here make the fucking sick, the sickest mac and cheese meals. Like they'll do mac and cheese with like buffalo chicken strips chopped up and put into it with like breadcrumbs on top. If you're about to go all out and really treat me, you know, like really, really put me into the circle of trust and make me something nice like that. There might be an argument to be had, but stuffing is just straight up the goat. Stuffing is an absolute goat. Javante, Aaron Jones, Mike Will, Freeman, Sutton. Um, okay, so assuming Aaron Jones plays, I'm going to play Aaron Jones. Also, James, what type of scoring is this? PPR versus half PPR versus standard. Turkey is amazing if it's deep fried and injected. Other than that, yeah, it's just dry and bland. Sounds like most baseball players, too. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually had fried turkey. Steve makes a fried turkey every year for Thanksgiving. But I'm not in his fucking family, so I don't go to it. But yeah, I've heard I've heard good things about deep fried uh, turkey. Full PPR, yeah. So I'm gonna go Aaron Jones, uh, and then what do you have? Javante Williams. So here's what I'll narrow out. I would go Javante over Devonta Freeman, so we'll narrow him out. I would definitely go Mike Will over Sutton, so we'll narrow those two out. So it's between Javante and Mike Williams for me. I want to check my ranks real quick. All right, so I have, I have Mike Williams about 10 spots higher than Javonta Williams in my rankings, I think. Yeah, 10 to 15 spots higher. Uh, the Denver defense has been terrible. They let up a ton of deep plays, which is kind of like Mike Williams' specialty. Javonta, good matchup, too, against the Chargers. Same game. Uh, the Chargers are terrible against running backs. Like, they're letting up some of the most fantasy points against running backs. And it could be a situation where, coming out of the bye, they want to give Javonta a little bit more work. But up to this point of the season, we actually haven't seen any of that. So that's just hopeful projecti- projecting. That's optimism. Uh, Mike Williams is coming off a pretty big game. So I-, I think you can kind of assume that he's you know fully healthy after whatever weird shit he was going through to begin with. Um, I would personally play Mike Williams over Javante in a full PPR game. The best is mac and cheese with brisket or pork belly. Yeah, lobster mac and cheese, always the biggest ripoff. They never put enough lobster. That's very fair. Uh, yeah, I- there's a lot of customizability with mac and cheese. The problem is like... Listen, you ain't going to your fucking Aunt Marnie's house and she's ripping off um, 
and she's ripping off dub mac and cheeses. They're doing regular ass mac and cheese, bro. You know what I'm saying? They're doing regular ass mac and cheese. And it ain't like, like your fucking family ain't pulling off lobster mac. All right. If they are, we can have that conversation next year. Brady or Hurts feel like Brady's on a downtrend. Ooh, ooh, you want to fade Mr. Braid? I don't know about all fucking that. Uh, I have Brady at, at number three. And I have Hurts at number four. So obviously, like same tier. Um, I don't I don't I don't really know how you could see Brady on a on a downswing. I think he's stronger than ever coming back with with Gronk. I wish A B was back. Here's something to note though. Um Indy is very good at stopping fantasy running backs. I think I talked about this in the league-winning fantasy playoff schedule videos that I dropped last week. Colts are the third toughest opponent against fantasy running backs. Flip things when you're talking about passing. They are the seventh easiest against the pass. So this is kind of like a a pass-funnel defense where Leonard Fournette, we could see him average like three yards a carry, and Tom Brady's going to have to put his team on his bike like usual. Um so I like Tom Brady this week, but like, listen, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. Like, you know what you're going to get there too. So um, it's kind of up to you. It's it's a fantastic situation to be in. I just think we've seen more down games from Hurts than we've seen from Brady. So I kind of like Brady more. Do we like Nick Westbrook with AJB on IR? We have two questions in a row. Wow. People really, really be fucking with Nick Westbrook, Akini. Um, so, my, I mean, my thoughts on, on him are like, he, I guess he's getting forced into a big role, but we've also seen it where he had the big game. Let me pull up his like game logs where he had the big game next week. People got a little bit of height on him and then he didn't have the big game, right? It was, uh, where was it? Indy. And the next week against the jets, he went three for 29. Cause it was like Marcus Johnson had the big week. And I understand Marcus Johnson is now on the IR. So he's not there, but like, I like Des Fitzpatrick personally. Um, Chester Rogers can have an eight target game. Like you never really know what's going to come out of it. So like tread lightly, I'm not looking at Nick Westbrook as anything more than a wide receiver, um, is anything more than like a wide receiver four? So if you you have a lot of players that you could start above Nick Westbrook or Keeney, all right? So the way I'll I'll put things. And it's like the Patriots defense is not is not one that's easy to fucking pass against. They're really good against fantasy wide receivers, too. If we look at fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position, they are ranked 29th. So they're the fourth toughest team against fantasy wide receivers. So also keep that in mind, right? Like volume is not always just like the best thing in the world if you're not a good fucking player in a good matchup. So tread lightly on Nick Westbrook. I have a super flex team of Mahomes, Cousins, Zeke, Saquon, Miles, Tyreek, AJB, Keenan, Cooper, Claypool, Bateman, Gasicki, and I'm fighting hard to make the playoffs. What is this season? Yeah, it's a lot of big names. A lot of big names. Um, You told me you had that team at the beginning of the year. I would fucking lock you into the hardware. But... Welcome to motherfucking fantasy. Keep in mind, Colts will play. Keep away with JT running. Uh, sure, but like the Tampa Bay run defense is good, so we'll see how that game plan changes. Like the the Wentz and like even in matchups that weren't necessarily like run heavy, we've seen the Colts offense run through Indy. Uh, the Colts offense run through Wentz even in the beginning of the year. So don't think that they're scared to do that. Waddle or OBJ full PPR Waddle for sure. What's the latest on Damian Harris? I have Ramondre. Should I start McKissick, Freeman, or Marvin Jones over Ramondre if Harris starts McKissick in a prime matchup versus Seattle? Yeah, I mean, listen, McKissick hasn't really done shit the last couple weeks, so it seems like coming off the bye, they wanted to refocus on Antonio Gibson. So McKissick is kind of like a stay away from me as as it 
turns to Damian Harris. Let me see if we have any updates on him as per right now. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, pretty sure Damian Harris is going to play. He didn't miss any practices, was limited all week. He should be fine for Sunday. So I, I'd expect him and Ramondre to have a super similar split to last week where it was like 12 carries to 12 carries. Um, McKissick just so hard to trust right now. So it is a good matchup, but I almost think it's a better matchup for Gibson because it's not like... This is going to like Seattle's offense hasn't been good, right? When you historically you think of Russ and you're like, oh, this could be a shootout, but like they're the furthest thing from a shootout. One, their passing offense hasn't been good. Two, their pace is slow as shit. So they're not a shootout type of opponent. Um, and then would you see what McKissick has done in his return since like Gibson after the bye? It's not good. It's 39 total yards, 51 or 50 total yards, four catches, one catch. So he's not really getting a lot of volume. And this is a, a script where uh, Seattle has allowed the second most fantasy points to the running back position overall this year. I think this is way more of a Gibson script than it is a McKissick script because Seattle's not the offense that we think it is. Um, so McKissick, I'm not really in on there. Freeman, I, w- I would go Freeman most likely. I still think he's the one there, should catch some passes. Uh, I don't hate a Marvin Jones bounce back this week. So for me, what do I have here in the rankings? I think Ramondre and, and uh, Freeman are super close to each other. I have, yeah, I have Freeman as running back 28. Ramondre is running back 29. In the flex rankings, I have Marvin Jones. Uh, 75th overall. So he's behind those two. But for me, it would probably go Freeman, Jones, uh, Stevenson. Probably the way I would look at it. Because Marvin Jones is super due. Go Knowles, capital N-O. Half PPR, start one. Ty Johnson, Elijah Moore, Javonta Williams, Aaron Jones, if healthy. Uh, Aaron Jones, if healthy. Uh, Otherwise, I would probably lean Elijah Moore, man. Great matchup, and he's been just so hot. Fire Miles stand up this week as he bike. You know, I'm not not even legally allowed to talk about Miles Sanders being bike. It's ruined my fucking brand enough. 
hurt our bottom line, our revenue, our shareholders are not happy when I talk about Miles Sanders. But yes, he's fucking bike. Great matchup this week. No Jordan Howard. Run that shit. Looking for a streaming streaming option at quarterback in a one quarterback league standard league. Thoughts on either Tyrod Taylor, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Teddy Bridgewater, Big Ben, Ruthless Burger. Ruthless Burger. All right, let's check out the rankings. I want to say off the top of my head, most likely Mac Jones is probably going to be the highest. I actually have Tyrod Taylor the highest going against the Jets quarterback 15. So I have Tyrod at 15. I have Mac Jones at 18. I have T-Law at 23, Big Ben at 22, Bridgewater at 25. So Bridgewater, we're going to eliminate. Chargers pass defense is very good. Ben just shows no upside. And the Cincinnati pass defense is actually underratedly good as well. Um, Mac Jones versus Tennessee. I kind of don't hate that. I want to say that they are really friendly to fantasy quarterbacks. I believe they're the third friendly. Yeah. So they've allowed, they're tied for the second most fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. So Mac Jones, I don't hate at all. If you want to play over Tyrod Taylor, but Tyrod, I guess coming off of last week, we started to see a little bit more of the rushing availability, right? He threw for fucking absolutely nothing, 107 yards, but he had two rushing touchdowns. So it's getting his feet back under him. So I think that rushing side is there. I think it probably makes sense to go Mac Jones, honestly, over Tyrod Taylor. I'm not sure why I was so high on him there. I think I might, I think I'm going to move Mac Jones up to, 15 and tie rod to 16 now that i'm thinking about it out loud yeah let's do that so i'm i'm gonna go with mac jones there man tennessee's tough against running backs not good at all very similar to uh what i was saying with indy before arnold or font this week Ooh, good question i believe they're probably right around the same thing for me i have fan at 10 i have arnold at 12 so they're, they're so similar. They're in the same tier for me. Noah fan, I feel like, has been a little bit more consistent, though, and just been such a big part of that game plan week in and week out. I think his floor is higher, so technically I, I think I'd go fan there. What do you know about Kyler's ankle injury? He's kind of pivotal to my super flex team if I'm going to win it or not. Um, I think he should be fine coming off this week. I think he's finally there. I think he's been so close to been play, being play, playable the last couple of weeks, but they just you know went super, super, super safe. Um. Last couple of weeks, took no chances with it. They were playing with house money. They kept ripping off dubs. So I think Kyler would be very, very good going stretch. Got it. Thanks for your breakdown. Thoughts helps me out a whole lot. I'm glad I could uh, help a little bit. I know these these are tough, man. Sit starts are tough for me as they are for you because it's like there's a reason guys are ranked so fucking closely next to each other because they both have pros and cons. It's really a coin flip at the end of the day. All I can do is try to present to you the best information that I know, you know, and I hope you guys can make your decisions that way. For my running back two in a PPR, would you play A.J. Dillon if Aaron Jones plays or Elijah Mitchell? A lot of moving parts there, given who's playing and who's not. If Aaron Jones plays and Elijah Mitchell both play, I would play Elijah Mitchell over A.J. Dillon. I'd imagine I'll probably have Mitchell... Here, let me look at the rankings. I want to say I'll have A.J. Dillon as like running back 20 or 19. I have him at 20 right now. Elijah Mitchell would probably slot in. I think I would have Gibson. Okay, so Wilson would move by. I'd have Miles Sanders at 17. I would have Gibson at 18. I'd probably put Elijah Mitchell at 19 and then Dillon at 20. That's probably where I would go. So they, again, same exact tier, but I would I would personally probably have Mitchell over uh, AJ Dillon if if both Jones and Mitchell play. 
Would you trade Zeke for J-Rob in a full PPR? Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, you have to be – if the coaches are coming out and saying they're worried about Zeke's injury, you have to be twice as worried as they are. So if you can, if you could pull that on the trig right now, fucking blast away, my friends. Blast the fuck away. Boom, boom, boom. The fuck is Tove? <laughs> Do we have a concern for Rodgers? I have shares of Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Uh, I'm not necessarily concerned with him. I mean, he's been, he's been playing through it. He probably just won't practice at all for a while. Um, this year, I feel like with Rodgers... Yeah, this year Rodgers hasn't been running at all anyway, so it's not like that's something you've been depending on. If you look at his rushing numbers, he had 21 last week, but like starting from week one, his yardage, like rushing yards per game, 0, 6, 0, 2, 0, 19, 17, 3, 8, 21. So way more often than not, he's giving you like five or fewer rushing yards. So it wasn't really something you were depending on. Um so I'm not I'm not too worried about it. I mean, it it will hurt a little bit escaping out of the pocket, obviously, but I think that just means they'll adjust to the offense. They'll have a little bit more quick hitting stuff, which probably means boost up for guys like Aaron Jones, more quick passes, more sling passes, more screen passes, and then Devontae Adams more, you know, quick hitter slants and type shit. That's what he where he's at his best. So if Aaron Jones plays, play Antonio Gibson over Dylan. Uh yes, I would do that. Antonio Gibson super involved as of late and a great matchup versus Seattle. So yeah. Um whew, all right. That's a lot of fantasy questions. Any uh any fun questions? Any good questions out there? Actually, I want to plug Felix Gray. Y'all know Felix Gray. I've literally plugged them 45 times this week already, but they're deserved to be talked about again. If you don't know what Felix Gray is, let me find their glass. All I always have to do is walk over to my bed because that's where I turn my Felix Gray glasses into superpower glasses. There are blue light blocking glasses that you can get in prescription as well. They help you if you're staring at screens all day. Blue light blockers help you sleep to a, a degree that I cannot emphasize enough, man. Um, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to stop staring at blue light when it's nighttime because it tells you to, to wake up, to be awake. It's like literally when you're watching your TV or if you're staring at your phone screen, those lights are telling your body, like, be energetic, be awake. Don't fall. Don't start producing melatonin. That's basically the exact message that blue light blocking glasses sends to you. It blocks the light and then it tells you start forming melatonin, start producing melatonin in your body. And when you do that, then you get sleepy and tired and you can actually have a good night's sleep. All right. So go check out Felix Gray. The link will be the first thing in the description. Uh, they'll let you use everything 15 for 15% off, which is they very, very rarely do. Black Friday deals, but this is one of the few ones that they will do for you. So go check out Felix Gray. Link is in the description. It'll take you to the promo code page. I love you, Felix Gray. With the Superflex full PPR team, I sent you a couple minutes ago. Would you trade Keenan for CEH with the Zeke News? Uh, let me check out what team you sent me. Sorry. The Superflex team, Mahomes, Zeke, Saquon, Miles, Tyreek, AJB, Keenan, Cooper, Claypool, Bateman. Well, 
you're out on on AJ Brown as well. Remember that he just got sent to the IR, so who knows when we see him bite there. If you're able to start Tyreek Keenan Cooper, I would probably stay with Keenan there. I think he serves you better in a PPR league than Clyde does. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? You get your estimates shopping done. Yeah, dude. I actually had uh I had a weird I'm I'm gonna get a little weird here, get a little deep here. Um when I went away last weekend, the reason I didn't have Kuna Salt is because I rented an Airbnb in upstate New York just because I I've left Manhattan like five to six times since COVID started. So over the last two years I've been in the city, which is a very I love New York because it's super high energy and I feed off that. It's like the inspiration. As a creator, like you have to find daily inspiration to keep going and people that motivate you. Right. And that's what, that's what I get from New York at the same time though, if you're in a bad mindset, it could be extremely claustrophobic and obviously nature is just very good to, to be out in, you know, often daily sun, sunlight, trees, all fresh air. Um, so I've rarely left New York. The few times I have left have been like Miami. I've been in an Airbnb where I'm like in a pool. So it's not really like nature, I guess, or back to New Jersey, just my hometown for whatever reason. Um, so I needed to get this. I needed to get this, uh, this fucking frame out of here because we are, you know, I talked about this in live stream a couple weeks ago, but, and the vlog that I'm about to release is, is going to go into this in depth, but we are, uh, getting an office out here in New York sometime in the next couple of months, we're going to be making four to five full-time hires. So we are legitimately scaling for the first time at BDGE. And it's a lot of decisions I have to make. So I was like, I need to get away for a little bit to clear my head and like really refocus myself and put my fucking head back straight on. So I went upstate Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And on the Sunday, I took, uh, I ate mushrooms, magic mushrooms. Not my first time, probably like my fourth or fifth time taking them. Can't recommend them enough. I will say though, if you're in a really bad spot mentally, I wouldn't take them. Um, what it does is it kind of strips you of like the inner ego, but also inner like defense. So if you're in a good mindset, you're going to have a great fucking trip. If you're in a bad mindset, it might eat at some of the subconscious problems that you've kind of been av- avoiding. Um, so I bring that back to the question. Do you have a good Thanksgiving? This was the first time I saw my family outside of like my mom and my sister in probably two years, man. So like I, uh, and I had like, when I, when I was tripping, I had felt like super guilty about it, you know? And it was one of the things that like ate at me a lot when I was on my trip, which was super fucking intense. Uh, so to wrap that back around, like, yeah, it, it was all, Thanksgiving was great. Cause it was, I got to see my family for the first time in a really, really fucking long time. So thank you for asking you get your Xmas shopping done. I don't really buy X, uh, Christmas gifts, man. I don't, I tell people not to buy them for me and I don't buy them for other people. Like me and my sister have had this agreement where we don't buy gifts for each other. My mom always get me stuff. So I'll get her stuff. But I usually, uh, I usually wait until like last minute to do that shit. So I don't, I don't really buy Christmas gifts for people. Cause I tell them not to buy it for me. With AJ Brown out, start three full PPR, DJ Moore, Brandon, Ayuk, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, T Higgins. Also would Mitchell be a better flex option than a third wide receiver? If Mitchell plays, I would, I would throw him into my flex. I like DJ Moore there. T Higgins and Elijah Moore are super close. I want to say I'd probably throw Elijah Moore in over those other guys, though I don't hate T Higgins at all. Oh, I actually have wide receiver. I have Moore down at wide receiver 28. And Higgins up at wide receiver 23. I think in full PPR that might 
swap a little bit. So I actually have Tiggins, T Higgins, <laughs> Tiggins. I actually have T Higgins ranked a little bit higher. So I would probably play more. And then your, I guess your choice on Higgins and more. And then I would play Mitchell at, or you could throw all three in there. I would personally probably th- play Mitchell just because when he's healthy, he's been so fucking involved. I'd probably personally go more Higgins Mitchell, but I don't think any of those four guys are a bad uh, option. I don't know if you listen to old school rap or not, but if you do, it's the most important question I'll ever ask. Yeah, I, I like old school rap for sure. Um, definitely a big part of my playlists. Biggie or Pac? I like Biggie more, man. Uh, I, I like the flow. I like the energy he brings. Depends what kind of mindset you're in. There. Like Pac's, I mean, they're two very different type of rappers. Biggie is more just like, yeah, I'm about to rap and like, I hope you fuck with the music. You know, Pac's more of like, uh, Pac like expresses himself through music. Not that Biggie doesn't, but like Pac's a storyteller. I mean, fuck, Biggie is too. But you get what I'm saying. Pac's like way more um introspective with his shit. And I don't always want to listen to that. If I'm listening to old school rap, like it's like it's like Big L, it's Biggie, it's like for fun. You know what I'm saying? Like I love the energy that Biggie brings. So I'm a I'm a Biggie guy for sure. Not that I don't like Pac, but any prime Black Friday deals you got yesterday. Um now nah, I, I actually didn't buy shit yesterday. I don't really do my shopping then. I just like I'm I'm super fucking impulsive on purchases. So it's like whatever day my desire comes in, whether it's March 19th or black Friday or August 22nd. Like I'm just making the purchase that I want then. Um, so I, I'm not like, Oh fuck, you know, it's October 20th and I want to purchase something. I'm gonna wait till black Friday. Like, nah, I'm a, I'm a wait till my finger hits the fucking keyboard immediately to purchase. How did you make your decision to get your master's in marketing? I'm an undergrad, but considering getting an MBA eventually, and I was wondering what your decision process and how you decided timing. Um, I personally would not get an MBA right now if I was anyone in college. Um, I think college is good for teaching you personal skills. Nothing I learned when getting my MBA is too relevant to what I do now. College makes sense if you are going into a field to get your doctorate, to get your law degree, to in a field where you where it's necessary is where I would say college is necessary, right? It fucking makes sense. College teaches you how to be on time. College can teach you a work ethic. College could teach you how to prioritize things. Um, those are where I think college makes sense for a lot of people. And it, it could go the opposite way too. Like if you're not a disciplined person, college could be very difficult for you. I think college is uh, a luxury at this point for most people. And an MBA is even more so on that front. I got my MBA because... good. Qu- I, honestly, I planned on on getting my MBA immediately after my undergrad and realistically it was it was kind of like an excuse for me to have a little bit more time to figure out what I wanted to do I realized quickly that I didn't have enough time to study for my GMAT so I pushed my GMATs back like six months or whatever so while I was awaiting to take my GMATs I figured hey I might as well get some full-time experience in the business world working an entry-level job which turned into a string of different jobs, which brought me into the marketing world, which brought me into the mindset that I have today. Thank, thank God. I ended up doing my MBA while I was working full time. I don't think an MBA is a good investment for most people. 
I think you could literally listen to me and learn more about marketing and business than you can getting an MBA. Uh, and that's not even to say I'm that smart, but I'm giving you like very practical advice on the business world. I think you can get more out of listening to podcasts or watching YouTube videos about marketing, about social media, about business than you can from an MBA. Most people, I think, nowadays take the same decision process that I made in the sense that it is a cover for them. It's an institutional cover for them, whether it's an insecurity thing so that they could tell other people that, oh, this is what I'm, I have an organized part of my life right now. I'm, I'm getting my MBA. I'm in grad school. So people are like, oh, great. Like you have an actual organized path for you. I think it's a, I think it's a, a way to umbrella yourself from being judged from the outside world um, for a few more minutes, for a few more years in your most vulnerable years out of college. It's very difficult to figure out what you want to do. You know, I don't want to make this decision for you. Of course, I personally, my personal opinion is that, um, an MBA is not a good investment at this point in this economy, in this like life that we live in, where you could learn anything you want to learn for free at scale on the internet. So I would say like, pick a few things that you're passionate about in the business world and then learn them on your own and then try to practically apply them somewhere, right? Run your own Facebook ads for a little bit, even if it costs you a few dollars. I'm telling you, it'll cost you a lot less to do that than it would go to a fucking MBA program. Um, I think you need to deep down <clears throat> figure out why it is you want to go to an MBA program. That'll be it. And, you know, if it's because you want to learn more, I guarantee you can learn more online. Um, if it's because you want that piece of paper, you probably don't need that piece of paper. More often than not, almost anyone that wants to go to the NBA, whatever, is probably because some other like deep down lying insecurity that you're not being open with yourself about. That's kind of how I would look at it. Easy for me to say because I already went through the path. At that time, had you told me that, I probably still would have did the MBA because that's what I need. I needed to feel that inside security of me doing that. You got to be able to take that time away to refresh. Typically take two full week vacations, three to four time weekend trips. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously my life's a little different because my work and my life are like very intertwined. So a lot of the time when I'm working, it doesn't really feel like I'm working. You know, I don't get like too burnt out most of the time, especially now that we're going to be in the office and stuff. I'll get energized from the other people around me, which is going to be great. Family times people too, for sure. Shrooms are absolutely amazing. Got a wife and kids now, so no more drugs. But man, eating shrooms and watching Pink Floyd's Wall is a crazy trip. Yeah, I can imagine. I uh, This was a great trip. Well, this was a tough trip for me introspectively, but amazing trip for me visually. Had a lot of visual stuff on the shrooms, and that's always like super, super fun. No Christmas, Chris, you got to go at least go get yourself some. Yeah, I'll, I'll fucking cop those candles regardless. I have a ton of candles in here. You know what I also really, really suggest is the, these Palo Santo sticks, man. I love these shits. They're like 10 bucks on Amazon. You can get a whole pack of them. Get a little nice little bowl. Light them up every morning. Smells good as fuck. Super cheap. And lasts you way longer than candles. Did you run out? Should I replace Thielen with Hilliard in flex full PPR? Uh, no, I would. I would. Uh, ooh, actually, that's kind of interesting because AJ Brown's out. McNichols is out. Peterson's out. Listen, if it's my team, I personally think that's getting a little bit too cute. I would roll with Thielen there. The theory, the play, makes sense in Hilliard. There's just, I don't see a lot of upside there. I would I would personally rather go with Thielen. Kirk Cousins has been hot as shit. I'd let that, let that play out itself. 
All right, y'all, we've been on for 40 minutes. Uh, that will probably wrap up the remainder of the questions and the Q and assaults I have for y'all. Uh, if you guys want to join Q and assault next week, if you're not part of it and you're watching it after the live stream, you could always do that at bdge.store forward slash community. It's where you could sign up. That's where you'll get access to the Discord, which is where I dropped the link to join this private live stream. You'll get my weekly rankings. You'll get our dynasty rankings. You will get access to BDGE dynasty startup leagues in the off season. It's where, you know, everyone gets first knowledge of everything that we do at BDGE within that discord. All right. BDGE.store forward slash community to join Q and assault next week. If anyone else feels like we need to drop acid, I highly recommend pivoting over to shrooms. I have not done acid yet. And I feel like that, I don't know. I feel like I'm getting too old now to drop acid. I would need a really good reason. I feel like to do it. It doesn't come around that often, you know, the opportunity, uh, if ever anymore. So I probably won't end up doing it, but like, I'm not really against it. Unless. All right. I'm out. I love y'all. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Good luck in week 12. And that's it. Bye.